Hello, everyone. It's your friend Tristan Miller. I'm just here to inform you that I'm recording my first stand-up comedy album and special on May the 4th in New York City at Caveat at 4 p.m. You can go to the link in my bio on my social media platforms, or you can go to caveat.com, go to May the 4th, and buy tickets there. Highly recommend that you get them early as they are cheaper that way. Also, after the show, I'm going to go, Phantom Menace is playing in theaters. So I'm going to take a big group to go to the nearest AMC or whatever Cineplex and go see my favorite Star Wars movie. I'll say it. I'll say it with my full chest. My favorite Star Wars movie in theaters again. So hope to see you at both things. If you have to pick one, just pick my my show, please. Um, I do. Uh, uh, would, I would like to sell out the house if possible. Anyway, um, love you. I uh, hope to see you soon. Okay, bye bye. And now, our feature presentation. Hello and welcome to Focus Testing, a podcast about movies where we make a movie. My name is Tristan Miller, and joining me today is Niles Abstin. How are you? What's up? <laughs> um, so, Niles, uh, you're not just a very funny stand-up comedian. You're also a recom- accomplished writer. How did you start doing, like, screenwriting and stuff? How did that happen? Um, I was in college. And uh, I was having to do physical therapy for my hip. I got hip surgery. I was running track. And mm-hmm. so I would just, they would just have movies in the training room playing like all the time. And I was just like, I could write this shit better. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah, um, do you remember? Be, Go ahead. I was just saying, I just be letting white people do whatever they want in front of a camera. So I was just like, I feel like I can do this better. And uh, yeah, then I dropped out of college and moved to LA to write movies. Really stupid, but I did it. <laughs> I don't know. It seems to be working out pretty well for you. Um, do you remember the specific movie that made you think that? No, I don't remember the specific one. It's just every day we'd just be watching movies and people would be in there laughing and I'd just be like, this is fine. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Because you just also had a short film released, right? Uh, a a little bit ago. Yeah. 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 How did, um? how was that? I got into two film festivals this summer, so I'm hype about that. Cool. Very nice. Um, do you want to talk about the process of writing that at all? Yeah, I mean, basically, I have been tweeting about how I wanted to really direct something. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, this production company out east, they had these like grants for like filmmakers of color to like, to, like make a short film. It wasn't like a bunch of money, but it was enough to where like I could pay my roommate at the time. That was a cinematographer to like put a crew together so we could shoot something in three days. Um, I don't really write short film ideas. I'm always thinking kind of bigger. And my roommate at the time, a really funny comedian named Johnny Mack, who also is a writer. I was like, yo, bro, this dude's gonna give me $3,000. If we have a, like an idea for a short film, you got anything? And we just started kind of talking and we hated our landlord. So we just started thinking about like funny ideas about like, how could we fuck over a landlord? And we just, we wrote the movie in a day. That's sweet. That's excellent. Um, and you just had a, an episode of TV out, right? Yes. Please go watch it. Episode eight of season three of Dave on FX. Please go check that out. Yeah. How is um, that process different when you're working with like a writer's room rather than just by yourself or was it different? 
Yeah, it's very different because it's like it's very much like a team effort. You know, mm-hmm. we're all putting together the kind of the story on the whiteboard. Everybody's pitching ideas. And then we're kind of we focus in on like a storyline. And then that's when like little funny bits and jokes kind of start getting pitched to go in. And then once once we have like a outline that's pretty tight, then they send the writers off for, that are assigned to that episode, which would be me and this guy named Trevor Alper. Very funny uh, writer um, that we went in. We went and co-wrote the episode and like I think we've, we finished writing in like two days. Nice. Excellent. And obviously, I mentioned that you do stand-up. What's um, the main difference between writing stand-up jokes and jokes for a screenplay, do you think? Um, Well, like, the stand-up jokes, can you can get as personal as you want because it's just you, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, it's very much just you, whereas, like, writing things for a screenplay, you might be doing a character. You might be writing a character that's a completely different race from you, or it might be a fucking alien or a talking dog, you know? <laughs> so, it's like, you have to really – I feel like you have to be even more creative to write mm-hmm. screenplays because you have to write characters and jokes that are outside of yourself. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you have a preference for one or the other? No, I like doing both. I like doing both. One definitely Sweet. pays back. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so I'm gonna move on to the the movie trivia portion, if you don't mind. I start with the same question for everyone. Okay. What is movie? What is movie? What is movie? Um, a moving picture. Okay. Yeah, it's just it's just a moving picture story that either is going to entertain you or it's going to make you walk out. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. Um, what? We don't go to movie theaters anymore, unfortunately. <laughs> That's true. That would be a bit much if you walk away from your phone on the train. Right. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know some shit suck. <laughs> Um, what movie makes you the horniest? And it can't be pornography. What movie makes you the horniest? Um, Spring Breakers. Spring Break. Uh, another movie that makes me like really horny. Um, Players Club. It's a strip best strip club movie of all time. Um, what else makes me horny? I'll tell you a movie that would make me super horny when I was a kid. Bring it on. Oh, excellent choice. Yeah, very. I, that, I was a horny little boy. That was a <laughs> that was, that was fair, you know. Yeah, I uh, I too felt something watching that film growing up for yeah. sure. Um, if you had to kill off a Marvel character for good, which one would it be and why? The nigga that be shooting arrows. He don't do shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um. Going back to the previous question a little bit, you mentioned bringing it on, but do you remember the first time you had a crush on a character growing up when watching a film or movie or TV? Hmm. I remember I had a really big crush on Kyla Pratt when I was little. I don't know who that is. Could you? She was, a, she was probably like the most popular like black child star. So probably like Kyla Pratt and then like the the Maori twins, Tia and Tamara. Oh. I had like I had big crushes on them too. So I feel like they were probably like the first... First, mm-hmm. like girls, girl, black girls on TV that I saw, and I was like, "Oh my god!" You know, <laughs> very cool, very nice. Um, I have a couple more questions for you, then we'll get to the game. But the next one is, what animal would you like to ratatouille yourself into success? Any animal can fit under the hat you're wearing. By the way, there's no size limit. There's no nothing. Okay. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like my cat. Yeah. Yeah, I feel, like, I feel like me and him could we'd be a dynamic duo. We 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 get each other. We see eye to eye. Yeah, what's your cat's name? 
Timmy. Timmy, excellent. Timmy the cat, making you write jokes as best as you can. He's funny. He's a funny guy. (laughs) What, uh, what movie, which movie has the most likable villain, do you think? Most likable? Yeah. Yeah. The Dark Knight. Yeah. Um, Mean Girls. (laughs) Excellent. You can't not like Regina George. (laughs) I do love that they're both at the same caliber of villain. That's so true. Yeah. Regina George might be worse than the Joker. I think so. How are you like that at 17? (laughs) Joker's lived a whole life of hardship. You're 17. Um, true 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 i don't know can't really think i think joker and regina george might be my my two i think i think what what do you think it would be like if they tried to team up against that would would be fucked up (laughs) how do you beat that instead of a joker and harley quinn movie it's just a joker and regina george wouldn't be fair that's would not be fair have have regina go after robin specifically because he's a teen yeah it's easy. Uh, easy one. Easy, easy. And finally, um, the last question, as always, is what makes Austin Powers so sexy? The confidence. Confidence? Good. Yeah. yeah, I like that a lot. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Let's get into the game. Are you ready for a random word? Let's do it. All right. Provision. Provision, P-R-O-V-I-S-I-O-N. Provision is the word. Okay. Um, I have a couple ideas that come to mind, but if you have something that you want to pitch first before I get in there, let me know. I mean, provision just definitely makes me think of like a family dinner that the dad dad paid a bunch of money for. Okay. Um, I like that. That's not at all where I was heading, and that makes me excited. Um. Yeah, so let's explore that. So it's provisional, like provisions as in like food that you're trying to get on the table. Um, what about this? My um, my first instinct was a far-sighted contest. Like, you know, when you go to the eye doctor, mm. you know, and they're they're having a contest to see who has the best eyesight in this small town. Wow. And pro at vision exactly um so what do you think about merging those two where a guy is like trying to get food on the table and this is his last ditch i like it right so um starts out i feel like small town is good small town is always funnier than big city small town is perfect um and it's a family and i feel like it's probably starts with the dad losing his job yes He's a mail carrier, and they only need one because so many people have left. That sucks. I like that. (laughs) It's just so poor, so podunk that he's the one of the two. Yeah, They don't need more than one person taking out the mail. That's hilarious. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks. Um, So he loses his mail job. How many kids do you think he has? Like, how big is his family? They got four. Four? Okay. That's just enough to be stretched thin all the time. Right. Um, I think the th- the last one was an accident. Yes, and that <laughs> and that keeps getting brought up. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have this guy, we have his family, his 
presumably his wife can't take care of all these kids uh, because I'm sorry, get a job because she's taking care of all these kids. Um, how do you think he realizes the contest is happening? He he sees a newspaper clipping because I feel like this is a town that still reads a newspaper. So the the the, the new mail carrier drops it off at the house, and it, of course they have like a little stare down because like damn this dude took my job it fucking sucks. And then he just, but then he he opens the newspaper and he's just like kind of like ripping it apart. And then he sees the news clipping that on the town over they're having this uh, vision contest. I like that. I like that a lot. I feel like early on we should also have like a scene where we prove that he's really farsighted. Yeah, yeah. So um, maybe when he's originally de- delivering mail, he's like teaching the new guy and he's like down here you have this street that street that street that's you know that those houses and he's like how do you know it's like i can see that far yeah um literally little does he know he's training his replacement um cool so he goes he gets the newspaper he tears it up he goes to the town over um is the town over different and if so how hmm. like yeah not too different it's a little bigger but I feel like it's still the same small town vibe, but this is what they're known for. They have this like this like fall festival every year. And this is one of like the big competitions at the festival. Okay. I like that a lot as well. Cause that also means there's like, you know, fuck all to do that. They're also like, Hey, if we look at something hard enough, <laughs> um, how much money do you think they're winning? Mm. Or is it, is it just food? I think it's 25 grand. 25 grand wow wow not life-changing money but mm-hmm. it helps yeah for sure i think so too i think what would be fun would be that uh the reason this happens all the time is that there's like a big celebrity that lives in the small town for no damn reason <laughs> it just lives there <laughs> yeah um and then he just sponsors they just sponsor the the competition um yeah. Yeah, who did you? Who do you think would be good? Mm. It would be good for like a mysterious celebrity that just yeah drops off the face of the earth and just lives randomly in this small town. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think De Niro just lives there during the summer <laughs> with his new kid. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, he, that's where he wants to raise his new child. He doesn't new new kid. And I don't want to raise him in the big city. So this is where I'm at in between film sets. <laughs> yeah, I like that. He's going there to retire and raise his last ch- kid. That's good. That's good. That's good. Um, so it's Robert De Niro's far-sighted fe- fall festival contest. <laughs> Sick as. All right. So um, obviously, there's got to be competitors in the contest. It's not just this guy. Um, yeah. So it's got to have. Uh, I think it's got to be like this lady that wins every year. Yeah. Okay, this lady that wins every year, and then I think that's great. And then I think maybe one other person that's entering just to like as like a goof. What yeah. about like a YouTuber that's like, hey, I'm gonna Yeah, he, he come down to the town to like make a vlog that ends yeah. He's... yeah. I like that a lot. Okay, cool. Um who who, by the way, do you have any ideas of who should our our main guy be, like actors wise? I like this is up for Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner? 
excellent. He's famous. There's always some dad that needs some shit. <laughs> He's always some dad that needs some shit. Like his Him son did not reveal. Hmm? Him or John Goodman. Ooh. Ooh. What about this? Um, because then the third of the fourth kid can't be an accident. What if they're a gay couple? That's funny. What if they're both a gay couple and they adopted one too many kids or someone died and they had to take care of this kid or something? Yeah, they didn't care like they're they're like brothers' kids or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Um a lot. Uh okay, cool, cool, cool. So the gay couple, John Goodman of Kevin Costner, it's gonna upset every conservative. <laughs> it's great. Um but like I might like, as well just sponsor. Bud Light might <laughs> yeah, sponsored by Bud Light and Robert De Niro. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um okay. So, and then who do you think the lady should be? This woman that wins every year, who has great peepers, just the best eyes around. Maya Rudolph. Perfect. Killing it with the casting here. All right. So they enter the competition. How does one train for this? There's got to be a training montage. How do you train? Do you go to like go to the library and stare at books far away? I, I feel like Kevin Costner stands in the end of the street and John Goodman just quizzes him. He holds up signs and shit like 50 feet away. <gasps> Let her down like- you. you know? <laughs> I love that. And then as you go further down the street, it's all the kids. And so it gets yeah. smaller and smaller yeah. and harder to yeah. see. And the, and the youngest kid, it's just really cute at the end of the montage. He just holds up a sign that says, uh, you're going to win, dad. And then he like <laughs> reads it. So cute. Oh, I like that so much. Oh, that's great. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, So he's trained up. He's got to. He's got to go do the competition. Big important thing. Mm-hmm. Does he win? I think he wins. Okay. I think he wins. I think he need he needs a W. He's sacrificing. He lost his job. He's taking care of his, his sister's kids. Like I, I think I think he gets the W there. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I think it, I think it gets down to like the wire though. Like mm-hmm. him and the lady, him and Maya Rudolph going back and forth in the, <laughs> the last round. Like it's gonna be tough. I like that a lot. I almost feel like, let me know how you think about this. I almost feel like he gets it wrong. And then John Goodman steps up and goes, are you kidding, ref? That's clearly whatever it is at the end. Anyone can see that. And they're like, you can see that, John Goodman? And he's like, yeah, Yeah. duh. And so they're like, well, we have to give it. I guess you're a team. Wow, that's amazing. You think of that? You like that? That's cool. I like that. Okay, cool. I like that they win. They get $25,000, which is enough to feed a family for a while, which is great. Um, Does does Maya Rudolph take it gracefully? Yeah. Yeah? I think she does. I think she just kind of like, she's very, she's like, at first she was just even angry that somebody would even challenge her because at this point nobody even challenges her anymore, you know? And then, but then it was just like, you know, game recognized game. Like she tells him like next year, I'm gonna kick your ass, you know? (laughs) Excellent. 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 I feel like this, what do you think about this for an ending ending? Maya Rudolph is an optometrist, which is why she's so. (laughs) (laughs) And then she goes, you know what, John Goodman, you're so good at this. I'm going to offer you a job. 
And then Kevin yeah. Costner has to take stay home and take care of the kids, but they have a solution. I love it. Great. Cool. I love it. That's the 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 bones. Is there any other thing that you want to like flesh out? The kids' characters. Okay. There's four of them. There's four of them. Gotta have twins. Sick. Yes. But like they have the oldest siblings are two twin or twin girls. Mm-hmm. They're like probably like teens. So they're they're a little like little mean, little sassy. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Trouble in school. You know, okay. I like that. And then the middle one's like a like elementary age boy, right? And mm-hmm. then you got like, you got like a little boy that's like preschool age. Just the last one that was the accident. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, I know we were saying like it's her, their sister's kids. Yeah. Is is their sister like gone, dead, or John Goodman's she- sister? Yeah, she realized she wanted to be an actress, so she just left her kids in this small town and moved to Hollywood. Absolutely brutal. <laughs> just uh, just drop my children off at my gay brother's house because I want to go be a star. <laughs> and now she does open mics in LA while her kids are uh, living off an of optometrist salary. I think that's great. And I think we have a chance to weave stuff in together with the YouTuber that's doing the vlog. So she's yeah. in LA and she sees on YouTube. It's going crazy. People are like, right. oh my God, this contest. And she's yeah. like, a way to make me a star. Yeah. And then she comes she's back to the small back. town. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, go to hell. Right. You left you your kids. Yeah, you wanted to go be in, in the next Sharknado movie or whatever the fuck. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's very good. I like that a lot. Um, I like the idea of twins. Are they? Do you think we want actual twins, or do we want to parent trap it? We gotta do actual twins, dog. Okay. Okay. I just the parent trap thing that worked for Lindsay. It doesn't really work for anybody else. She was just an otherworldly talented child. Understandable. I agree. That's really good. Okay. I like it a lot. Um, who do you want to direct this motherfucker? Hmm. Who would be a great director for ProVision? Probably. Greta Gerwig. I think she'd kill it. I think it's enough white people in the movie that Greta Gerwig. <laughs> That's true. I had noticed. I was like, this is a very, like, white fucking movie. Do we want to yeah, I want to just make a really goofy white people movie. Okay, um, that's good. Why, that's why the darkest person I named was Maya Rudolph. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. And then someday, someone will be in physical therapy and watch this goofy-ass white person movie. And, and be inspired to come on this podcast. Move to LA and do podcast. <laughs> That's excellent. Um, what do we? And we just want to call it Provision. Do we want any like subtitle? Provision is an amazing title. Excellent, sweet. Are you feeling in the mood to do a lightning round? Yeah. Great. Okay. Let me get a couple random words here. So the first one is approach. Now, the way this works is we both have the same word and we come up with a different movie each. Okay. Do you want me to go first or do you have something ready? I got something where you can go first. Go for it. No, go for it. Approach. This dude, he walks up to this girl at a bar trying to like get her number, blah, blah, blah. But what he doesn't know is this girl does this every weekend where she just waits at the bar, get a dude. And then she's like, oh, yeah, let's uh, let's go to your car outside. And then her, her, all her friends come and they rob dudes. 
excellent. She that was is- tired of getting approached. She was tired of getting approached at bars, so she just lures people outside and they get robbed. <laughs> that is very, very good. Um, I like that a lot. My movie called Approach is a uh, Ardman film. Uh, the people that did like Chicken Run and stuff. Um, it's a stop motion animation film about bugs, and it's about a little family of roaches that are applying for apartments, and it's a it's a metaphor for discrimination. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, because no one wants a roach in their apartment. Approach. All right. The next one is Net. Net and E.T. Net. Mm. I think mine would be a biopic written by Eric Aaron Sorkin about the invention of Al Gore's internet. Mm. And we get yep. like someone unexpected, but everyone goes, oh yeah, when you cast Al Gore, like a mm, like a like a Jake Gyllenhaal, maybe, or an Adam Sandler, I think would be really fun <laughs> to have like. Yep, in like another little turn. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Hmm. Net. I think mine would be a thriller about a dog catcher. Sick. Yeah. It's yeah. excellent. A thriller about a dog catcher. So he's just like in danger. Yeah, he's in danger because there's this dog that he caught, or he doesn't know is the dog accidentally ate a brick of cocaine that's owned this, that that was owned by the cartel and so he has the dog and in the cartels after him because they want they want the money and they want the coke all right all right i like it and then the dog's just like going crazy the whole movie you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um the next word i have is filter Filter. Um, mine about Filter is a tear-jerking dramedy starring Steve Carell about a man with Tourette's. And that's what I have for Filter. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mine, mine would be a workplace comedy film starring Taraji P. Henson. And basically she gets hit over the head and uh she she works at a very white corporate office and now she can't uh code switch anymore after she got hit <laughs> she says everything that comes to her mind so she'd be calling people cracker and stuff like that. <laughs> she can't stop but what happens is she ends up getting promoted because they're like wow this bitch has spunk we have to keep her around She's killing it right now i'm scared of her but i love it <laughs> that's very very good that's very funny like that a lot all right i think we got a couple more got a couple more um let's go with advertising advertising um for me advertising is about a professional skateboarder played by um, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Professional skateboarder play, and they're trying to make the biggest vert wall that they can, and they keep just adding these verts, adding, adding, adding up, and then eventually it gets so big, like that's the first two acts, and it gets so big that it, 
he they get rocketed up into heaven and realize God's real and then have to deal with that and come back. The whole second half is them realizing God's real and trying to convince people that uh, God is in fact real. And that's the the rest of it. That's dope. <laughs> Thanks. I was trying to think of any kind of twist. Um, <laughs> Mine would be a group of friends. They go to film school together. And so they, they shoot stuff for school. And uh, basically this company is looking to save money on shooting a commercial. And so kind of the leader of the group tells them like, oh, we shoot commercials all the time. They don't, they've never shot a commercial before. And so basically like they get the budget to shoot this commercial for this company. These couple guys that go to film school together. And then what happens is as they're like setting up to shoot the commercial, all their equipment gets stolen. And so now they have to like try to go get the equipment and shoot this commercial before the weekend is over. That's great. You love a, you seem to love a plot that like is everybody in a spot of trouble. That's so fun. It's just life. Yeah, that's my favorite as well. Like, um, have you seen a simple plan? How was that? It's um a film by Sam Raimi. It's set in Minnesota. It's about these three people that find like a plane, a crash plane full of money, and they're like, "What do we do with this money?" It's really good. Like, that's cool. Check it out. Yeah, it, any kind of movie that's like that, like where you're like, I don't know, where everything when people are in over their head, love it. All right. Um. Let's go with Devote. Devote. All right. So my Devote is about it. Um, Michael Shannon playing a, if you can believe it, abrasive character where he is uh trying to he's in the south side of chicago he is part of an activist group that's trying to get people to come out and vote okay and it's um basically it's one of those movies where you're like oh why why are white people so bad at talking to black people in chicago that kind of thing but it's called devote like mm. duh bears. bears yeah. yeah, yeah. What do you got? Oh, mm. um, yeah, yeah. Because this could be like the thing with the writer strike going on. Like mm-hmm. all these, all these execs. The reason they disrespect writers is because they all think they could be a writer if they just had the time. And so basically, this exec tells the writers, like, "I'm gonna devote oh, two weeks, and I bet I can write a movie." Mm-hmm. And so he, so he tries to, and he just doesn't. He just can't do it. Can't do it because he's a bitch. <laughs> Is that what the, the at the end someone comes up to and said you can't do it because you're a bitch? Yeah. That's the, excellent. Writers get a fair deal when the strike's over. Yeah, writers get a fair fair deal. I'm excited that SAG seems to be putting the their money where their mouth is too soon, which is great. Exciting times. Um, do you want to do one more, or are you feeling good with the lightning round? Okay. I can do one. All right. Let's go with consumption, and I'm going to let you go first this time. Oh, that has to be the biopic of Joey Chestnut. Go on. Some of He's us behind. might not know who Joey Chestnut is off the top of their head. He is, like, the greatest hot dog eating champion of all time. <laughs> 
Okay, sweet. Excellent. Set the world record like four different times. That's fantastic. Who would play Joey? Oh, Tim Robinson would have to play Joey Chestnut. Yes. Excellent. Um, Consumption for me is about... um, It's about... two ex-cons that get out of prison and open up their own restaurant using and trying to hire as many ex-convicts as possible um because that's often where a lot of ex-cons end up um and yeah and it goes well obviously they like have to deal like permits and stuff like that and it's like a you know kind of slice of life drama like chef but only more interesting (laughs) yeah yeah sweet yeah um all right what else would you like people who listen to this podcast to know about you and what you're up to i mean i'm just yeah i'm just i'm performing in a lot of different cities so if you're in san francisco or baltimore dc or new york possibly philly um hit me up on twitter instagram and i got the ticket links Right there, come see me live. Uh, I, if you want to make sure I'm funny before you buy the ticket, I got two comedy specials out, and uh, I got a set on Comedy Central. So yeah, look me up. Yeah, seeing the amount that of stuff that you've been doing lately is really really cool. Thank you. Yeah, it's really nice when you see someone who's genuine, <laughs> a nice person succeed. Um, but yeah, anyhow, um, if you want to subscribe to early access for this pod i'm speaking to the listener now um you can go to tristanmiller.substack.com i also do film reviews and other essays it's pretty good time it's fun um everyone should have a Substack. they're great it's gonna replace twitter i think that's my hot take um but thank you very much for doing this niles um any final words hey y'all keep listening to this podcast you heard the man